Hello and welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Kroniker. And I'm Rian Owen. In this episode, we've partnered with the technology company Oracle to look at how the growing digital adoption in the construction industry has only served to pique the interest of contractors, clients, consultants and suppliers. As projects grow ever more complex, with tighter delivery demands placed on the entire supply chain, a baseline of digitalization has been essential for the past few years. The companies that have adapted and thrived in this environment are now looking into areas they might not have worked with before. Predictive analysis, material tracking, sensors, drones, connected tools, and program visualization software. Solutions are being developed all the time. In this episode, we will speak to technology experts to learn about the current state of the art and a simulated worksite that has been set up as a kind of futuristic construction playground, which Oracle calls its Innovation Lab. But before we can head to the playground, First, we need to understand more about the current state of digitalization in construction. I'm Karthik Venkatasubramanian. Um, I'm the VP for Data Science and Analytics uh, for Oracle's Construction and Engineering Business Unit. And my primary role involves crafting a data strategy and making sense of all the data that we have within all of our products. And using data science, machine learning to be able to deliver insights and intelligence to our customers. Karthik says that although one way to look at companies is by digitalization maturity, how much of a company's processes are digital, which can vary enormously between geographical regions and between sectors. Another angle to come at it is from what he calls datafication. So imagine you have digitized, you're producing a lot of data, what are you doing with the data that you're collecting? Again, there's a whole range of customers that we deal with. There are customers that are really early in the digitization and the datafication journey. They have a lot of data and they use it to build reports and dashboards. So think about that as like stage one. We have customers that are now building data lakes and saying, okay, how do I use all of this data to learn from historical project? That's stage two. And stage three and onwards is where they're saying, how do I use AI and machine learning to predict that stage three and onwards? So datafication is another angle. And the resulting data science possibilities are becoming a critical part of our major complex projects and internal company processes. Karthik explains that the simplest way to think of data science is looking at the data you have and working out any patterns. But for this to be useful, you start at the problem and work backwards. And for a construction company, the areas of interest usually fall under six categories. Time, cost, quality, safety, risk and scope. If you know where your specific problem lies in one of these six areas, you can start there and then you can say, do I have the data? And if you have the data, you can start to do something with it. So let me give you an example with risk. If 
you find that you're often blindsided with things that wasn't picked up early on in the piece and you know it wasn't captured in the risk register and you're hit with a, a dispute or a litigation or a rework which could have been completely avoided then maybe that's where you start and if you look at um, historical data that you have then you can use nlp and nlu kind of technologies natural language processing which is where a computer can look at unstructured data, such as text written by humans, and make sense of it. To understand the risks inherent in unstructured data, in text, in, in the way people are exchanging information. And you can try and surface that up. If estimating is the problem, that is, you're producing incorrect estimates, therefore, you know, you're winning the bid, but you're not necessarily able to adhere to the schedule you've put together, then you can try and use your historical schedules to try and make predictions. Is the schedule healthy? Are you building it the right way? Is the sequencing right? Have you allocated the right type of resources, right? And what is the probability of a delay based on the schedule you've just created? So again, if you look at those six parameters, you say, where do you have the problem? And how do you go about solving it based on the data that you have? Machine learning is part of that equation after that, right? So you look for patterns, use algorithms, all of that. So it could be used for a range of different things over and beyond what it is used for just uh, today. And after considering datafication of companies, a third measure of their maturity is innovation. And what I mean by innovation is it's not similar to digitization because digitization is taking an existing process and you know making it bits and bytes ready. But innovation is about using new technology, right? Um, it's using drones, it's using cameras and computer vision. And there is a lot of these things being deployed on site and people experimenting with it. And, you know, we're doing some of that in our innovation lab as well. So that's the other angle uh, where we see different levels of maturity. So in my mind, there is digitization, datafication, innovation, and globally you will find that there's a whole gamut there uh, that will follow the product lifecycle. Early adopters, late adopters, early innovators, the, the usual product lifecycle. While the concerns of construction companies have not changed, Karthik says that compared to earlier in his career, he has noticed more inquisitiveness from the industry. There is a lot of innovation happening at a faster pace than ever and the time taken from idea to market has had to increase in response to this acceleration. It's a feedback loop, but it has meant that companies are exposed to and are interested in innovations in areas that they might not have been aware of before. And with the emergence of COVID-19, some project demands have been accelerated and intensified, while for others, the challenges are completely new. They are talking to us about um, say, computer vision. Where a computer can derive situational understanding from high-definition video and images. Because with social distancing rules and norms on site, they're saying, so how is that going to work? Will it automatically detect the 1.5 meters, which is what uh, we have here in Australia? Um, will it automatically detect that hard hat? Um, will it pick that up or vest, safety vests? The other thing that they're picking up is with a lot of supply chain disruptions, how do you predict that and what would you know what would you recommend that we do so i think uh, what covid has done is two things a lot of people that were on the fence in the digitization journey 
they have kind of gone okay we have to digitize because otherwise there's no easy way for us to solve this problem so that has obviously increased a lot and i think that's that's a common pattern across multiple industries and construction is also very similar to that and i think the second thing is the it is trying to get innovative about the new problem so use of machines use of drones for field data use of bim use of collaboration between people using computers uh, to try and solve problems which typically might have involved all gathering on the site to work it out, now might mean gathering in on a group video call. Sometimes the solutions seem obvious when you have them, but it takes development before the possibilities are fully realised. Henry Ford famously said if he were to ask people what they want, they would have said a faster horse because they didn't know to ask for, for a car. And sometimes what you will find is that you need to explain the possibilities with technology and with the data that people have for them to say, oh, wow, I didn't realize you could do all of that, right? So the having more of these conversations and opening up people's minds and increasing awareness is something that, you know, we've been, we've been doing a lot of writing articles and talking to customers because the more people know that these things exist, the better it is. It's a fun image. But this is partly what makes predicting the future of technology in the construction sector problematic. The other side is the sheer pace of innovation that's happening along the entire supply chain. Material tracking is changing. The way plans are created is changing. You know, cameras on site showing actual development, productivity rates, production rates, that's changing. So a lot of things are changing. For Karthik, one of the major new technologies coming to construction is AI. And his team released a new AI tool for the industry in February, which they call the Construction Intelligence Cloud Advisor. We're using a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning to solve some of the problems uh, that we know the industry faces. So let me give you an example. So one of the problems that we know is around scheduling. So a lot of schedules are created um, and people have historical schedule data. But often projects experience delay. So we set out on this quest to understand why do, why do these delays happen and can we predict these delays? So one of the things we're doing is predicting the probability of a delay happening on a construction project. So we will say something like there is a 33% chance that this project is going to be delayed by 100 days. And here's why we think that delay is going to happen. And here are the set of things you might want to do. So that's an example where we've started using the power of machine learning to be able to make predictions to change how construction projects are going to be delivered. The difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning is often an area of confusion. AI is a system that mimics human intelligence. Basically, this is the holy grail for many areas of computer science. Within AI, machine learning uses statistical methods and techniques to understand the data, find patterns, and draw meaningful conclusions, and provide insights and intelligence. A subset of machine learning is deep learning, which is often referred to as derived from the brain and neural networks. But we could do a whole other episode on deep learning. We're working on other things where we will use NLP that we just spoke about um, to predict the probability of a dispute or a litigation and surface that up saying, here's why we think this might happen and therefore you might want to take action. What's the probability of a health and safety issue that might happen on site and why do we think that and what can you do to change that outcome? 
Is there a probability of rework because you're using an old version of a document um, on site, whereas the drawing has been revved up in your document register? And can we say that there is a risk of rework? So risk of change requests, variation. So what, basically what we're trying to do is think about all the negative things that impact a construction project or capital projects and try and surface up really early warnings and bring it to the attention of the people that need to know about this so that they can take proactive mitigation, mitigative action. The digital and technological advances of industry can be hard to visualize unless you have a chance to see them in use or use them on your own project. Our next guest is Birchin Kaplanoglu, Vice President of Oracle's Innovation Lab. This is a real site just outside Chicago. It is almost a playground for new technologies, a test bed open to companies from a range of sectors who come to test out their kit in a kind of mock-up of what a construction site could be in a few years' time. So when you come to this physical space, first of all, um, it, is, it has indoor space and it has outdoor space. Um, indoor space um, looks like a hangar, it has a big open area, um, uh, it enables us to try technologies inside, outside of, you know, weather conditions. Outdoor space is, you know, um, uh, we have a tr construction trailer, so like any other construction site. One of the attractions is something called a day in the life of a construction worker. So in that one, you come to a job site, first of all, you play roles. There are uh, multiple roles. There's a project manager, a superintendent, an architect, a subcontractor. What you do is you role play. Um, there's a problem, you go through a script, um, you're, there's a project schedules behind, you try to solve that problem, then you go to another issue to deal with. Basically, we replicate what a project manager or a project exec deals in their daily life. And rather than you know, showing you a demo of a product, we actually have you live through it. Um, you can touch, as an example, um, part of the story is there is a, you can't find certain material on the site. So you, what you do is you pick up a scanner, you walk around the site, you look at the iPad, you see the last location, and as you get closer, it starts beeping. Again, we're not dictating to you, you as the visitor actually going through this yourself. Since launching in 2018, the lab has incorporated requests from industry, and this has resulted in a number of focus areas. These are material tracking, personnel location and safety, progress reporting and centralizing operations, and finally, visualization. So if I go from the steps I gave you, find out where your material is, anything has to do with material delivery and readiness. Second one, crews, right, you need to do that. The third one, okay, you have the material, you have the crews, let's figure out how you can report autonomously or, you know, your progress. The fourth one, how can you take all this stuff you do on the site and then centralize it in a different location and manage multiple sites? And the last one is very logical, how you visualize all this, right? Do you use VR? Are you going to use augmented reality? Are you going to use mixed reality? Um, this was, based on Alex, a vision statement we built in almost three years ago. Um, we called it Worksite 2030. More information on the Innovation Lab is linked to in our show notes. A range of technology companies have come to prove their worth to construction. Recently, notably, Boston Dynamics tested their four-legged dog-like robot called Spot. If you haven't seen Boston Dynamics robots walking around, again, check our show notes for a link. It's well worth a watch. 
but for construction, Boston Dynamics wants to show that its RoboDog can inspect progress on construction sites, create digital twins, and compare as-built conditions to building information modelling, BIM, autonomously. So it has been put through its paces on site. Birchin says that although Boston Dynamics has to be a highlight, he has an unusual choice for his other favourite innovation at the lab. So I will tell you, probably that robot, because first of all, it's an engineering marvel, right? I mean, I think that that's for sure. I think that's a very unique one. But I have been um, sharing this experience with a lot of people. Um, um, so innovation, right? Everybody has its own definition. I truly believe construction engineering is very innovative. And we innovate every day on our sites. Put technology aside, if, if, if you're a superintendent or a project manager, you have to be creative and come up with ways to solve problems every single day. I, I think we do that every day. I'll give you one example. So when we first built the site, um, the phase one, which was that, you know, construction, just a construction site uh, itself. They are now in phase two. Our superintendent decided that he would use duct tape to attach uh, RFID readers to the steel structure. And in that 15 months, we actually have seen polar vortex in Chicago, which is, you know, to your audience, that's like minus 35, minus 40 centigrade. And, and also we've seen as warm as 45 centigrade summers. And the power of duct tape that the, the RFID um, the tags attached to the steel structure has not fallen, only has not. So when someone asks me, what is the most surprising thing you've seen on the site, you know, dealing with all this, I'll say it is actually not technology. It's the creativity, the innovation of our field, right? The staff, the people who actually do work every day. Um, in terms of technology, I will say ability to use laser scanning and automate that process with a robot is probably, uh, I'll say, the most exciting one. The other ones is we, we've done a lot of work with cameras like the camera and image recognition, how would that work? You know, what that means for construction sites. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential in that space um, when it comes to remote operations. Those two will be my favorites. It's reassuring that even to people working on the cutting edge of technology, duct tape is still magic. One of the components of this idea of the worksite of the future that Birchin mentioned is visualization. My name is Mani Bokovar. I am co-founder and chief technology officer at Reconstruct. I'm also associate professor of civil engineering, computer science, and technology entrepreneurship at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Mani has spent many years in construction and was frustrated by the analog approach he found on job sites. I used to work for um, the largest construction management company in the U.S. And this company has 1,500 projects a year. Um, on this project, we were facing a number of issues with documenting work in progress on our sites. Specifically, we used to have people with 8x11 sheets to walk around the job site and really mark up lines and make assessment of how much progress they see on the job site. Sometimes we used to rely on our subcontractors to report back to us in terms of how much work has happened. And as ironic as it may sound, we never really trusted that information. Uh, we were putting out together in reports and submitting it to the owner, but we were waiting for an entire week for the entire team to get into a coordination meeting uh, inside the trailer. 
So we can really ask the subcontractor to stand up and color code in front of us a 2D drawing so we can really understand how much work was done. Now, keep in mind in construction, when it comes to planning and monitoring, everything is based on the schedule, not a 2D drawing, right? So there's also a disconnect in terms of how we're capturing that information and the data we really need to update the base of our plan and schedule. In the present day, his company Reconstruct produces software that renders 2D and 3D visualizations of project structures and displays planning and scheduling data, letting the project manager see what is on site versus what should be on site. Reconstruct is one of the Oracle partner technologies in use at the Innovation Lab. Really the appetite back then came uh, from people who were already taking a lot of pictures uh, with their cell phones. They were storing these pictures on a box, Dropbox type folder and had the challenge of finding these pictures because pictures need to have a location associated to them. You need to make sure you know exactly at what point in time they've been captured and what is it that they're demonstrating, right? So it really became a requirement for a lot of people to figure out how they can organize their pictures better. And then when drones came out, Drones were actually extremely instrumental to us too, because now for the first time, we could have relied on an autonomous or a semi-autonomous platform to take two pictures for us, so we no longer need to ask other people to walk around and do the capture. So this is technology that Manny expects to see proliferation of and development in the coming years. As well as his academic and industry hats, Manny is also part of a new AI Institute for Construction, the first of its kind in North America. Funded by the National Science Foundation and supported by a panel of academics, it's only a few months old, but has ambitions to make the route from a new idea to a marketable product serving the industry even more efficient. Initially, some 40 companies have signed up to participate. There's been a surge of startups in the industry, and Manny says that innovation directors have been empowered to make key investment decisions and back these technologies. And AI has been in the spotlight for a number of years now. So we may be seeing an increased focus and a more rapid evolution of products reaching the industry from this sector. But as a key figure in this institute, what does Manny see for the future of AI in construction? What does the future hold for software that mimics human intelligence? Projects are becoming more and more complex. There's no doubt. Owners are demanding projects to be delivered faster. A really good example of that is what has happened with data centers for the past five years. If you go back 10 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot of conversation of how many data centers are under construction. But data center has actually emerged as one of the most important types of construction projects that are happening today. And these are projects that, you know, on average, half a billion dollars. And how fast have you, you know, offered them to the owners? Some of these data centers need to be built and handed over in the space of 10 months. So we're looking at roughly around two to five million dollars a day of construction work. And how do you address that problem? You know, the problem of wanting to be more productive at the same time wanting to make sure your site is safe. So you have to balance that safety and productivity at the same time with faster, more efficient delivery at lower costs. A trend that is growing. We always understand. And I think that's where immediately, in short term, we're going to be able to leverage a lot of AI. So AI is going to really empower our project team members with information at their fingertips so they can do their work better, faster and easier. 
that's really the bottom line. And yes, there's going to be more automation. You know, five, roughly around six years ago was the time that drones uh, were you know, being tested on a few job sites. It's completely an accepted platform today. If you want to, you know, forecast what's going to happen in the next five years, you can see a lot of ground robots too. And are they going to be, you know, challenging us? No. What they're going to do is they're going to help us with some of the tasks that are so repetitive that we no longer want to be making our team members busy with them. We want to have them focus on many other tasks that they're already engaged in. So by no stretch of imagination, any of this will be, uh, you know, challenging our workforce. This is all going to be assisting our team members to do their work better. And Manny says that innovation in these new technologies should come from within construction. And we shouldn't wait for it to be trickled down to us from the outside. Um, I like to think that we who are part of the construction industry should be uh, leading the charge on that front, as opposed to waiting for people from outside to bring innovation to us. I, I have a slightly different take on that from, I guess, a lot of people that are waiting from other industries to bring that innovation to us. I think the innovation will come from us. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. Our producers are Alex Conacher, Bernadette Ballantyne, Rian Owen, Ross McPherson, John Young, Velo Mitrovich, and Tim Sheehan. This episode was written and hosted by me, Alex Conacher. My co-host was Rian Owen. Sound engineering and series supervision by John Young. And our own high-tech testbed is Rory Harris. Special thanks to our episode partner, Oracle Construction Engineering, and also to Reconstruct. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. <laughs>